Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Are you ready to get real and start living each day in purity? This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Pure Sex Radio brings you the best in mobile talk radio. Listen to real-life struggles, learn how to overcome lust, pornography, and sex addiction, and get serious about purity. Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen. Stephen, how are you doing this morning? I am blessed and delighted for all the listeners that have joined us today, and especially you folks that have come back again. It's a blessing to be here with you, and thank you for joining our conversations. Well, folks, before we uh, dive in, uh, this is kind of a part two. Uh, we uh, we we had these four comments from wives, and we weren't able to get to all of them. So we, <laughs> we started we talking had to and split had split it into a two part. Such a good time, Jonathan and I were going. Can we? Is this enough material? Yeah. Well, we took two, four, and we only got through two because I was telling him the dynamic of him asking questions and bringing up stuff, and between the two of us, it's, it's like there's a rich dialogue that occurs, and you know, this is the dialogue that that was supposed to happen in your family growing up. Right. You know, this is what your parents were supposed to tell you. Guess what? We're going to tell you what your parents were supposed to say. We're going to tell the men what the men were supposed to be thinking and hearing in their training. And so we're glad to stand in. Mm-hmm. One guy said one time, you're the father I never had. Mm. And so we are the guys in your life, the trainers, the mentors that you never had. Yeah, before we dive in, I want to I want to let you know about a resource that's available. Um it's it's called Grace-Based Recovery. It's a book that I wrote really for the purpose of helping addicts but also those who uh, maybe are are know an addict or want to help an addict, maybe group leaders, pastors, ministry leaders, um any, anybody that wants to understand maybe the the atmosphere that can be most conducive for lifelong transformation and freedom. And this is just a short little resource, but it helps you understand what grace-based recovery is, what it's not, uh, some principles. Uh, there are seven principles in there that help you maybe develop or, or encourage an atmosphere of grace in recovery. Because sometimes what we see happen a lot of times is people get very performance or behavior oriented in recovery and miss the heart of real freedom and transformation. And so I hope this resource is helpful to you. You can get a copy of it either in print or a Kindle version. Kindle version is only $2.99, so it's really um, affordable. If you just go to BeBroken.com, on the homepage down near the bottom is, is a link right there to to the resource. So it's Grace-Based Recovery. And you can get it at BeBroken.com or just search for it on Amazon.com. It's available uh, there as well. 
So, Stephen, we had these these two comments last week. Right, but let me set and, this up if I could. Yeah. Because what, in case a, a listener's here for the first time, we work with men in, in our Gateway to Freedom seminar, and we talk to them uh, during the seminar, and they have questions after the seminar, and they'll ask us questions. And so they give us permission to also release our discussions. We never say names. But it's like a body of men helping encourage and grow one another. And so their questions are helpful. And so we're going to use two of those questions about wives as part of our discussion today. So these are men that are already working on their own issue and they're making progress and they're growing and the lights have come on and they're doing better. And now they realize something about their wife. And so this is what was asked. What do I do? Because my wife is wounded, and now she's acting out of her woundedness. Now, we could take that as I wounded her. But, um, and so, do you want to play? Well, I, I think we should we should look at a couple angles on this, okay. because I, I do think, and maybe we should start there, because I think that's probably what feels most pressing to okay. especially a husband, Um is, you know, if a husband has betrayed his wife through some sort of sexual behavior, whether it's pornography, an affair, whatever, then definitely that is a wound. I mean, yes. that is a deep, deep wound of betrayal. Mm. And and so there is, I believe, going to be a, a a portion of what she is now doing, behavior, act, actions, that are going to be coming from that place wow, of, that's of good. woundedness. Yes. Because it's gonna and, and you know what? You know how a husband knows that? Because a wife is saying, You did this to me, and you know, she's yes. she's angry, she's lashing out, she may she may even we've even seen this before where she goes and does what we might call a, re- a revenge affair. I mean, there's there's things that happen out of that specific wound that she's that she's now taking various actions that are either unhealthy Irrational. Well, and it's probably more likely that the women we see, that happens, that's true, is that they go into self-preservation mode. Right. And they go, I trusted you. Um, I was your partner. I was your friend. I sacrificed for you and I gave to you. And this is what you do to me? Mm -hmm. And so you betray me and now I'm going into self-preservation. So the, he might say, well, she's wounded and acting out of her woundedness. And she would say, hey, I'm in self-preservation mode. You are dangerous to me. You're not helpful. You're risky. You have destroyed my dreams. You've wounded my heart. And one guy said, his wife said, you ripped the, the fabric of our marriage. You ripped a hole in the fabric of our marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, wow. Yeah, she sounds wounded and mad and in self-preservation mode and like, get away, don't... I'm not trusting you. Don't get close to me. Don't think you're going to get any comfort from me when you rip me apart. So what I'm hearing you say is that some of these actions could actually be classified as 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 healthy actions of of preservation, preservation and protection. Yes, that's whereas right. some of these actions could be classified as unhealthy. That's true. That's so, true. That's right. So, but you're you're kind of focusing more maybe on what we might consider these healthy actions. Whether or not he can interpret what she's doing as healthy, she's saying, you've, like you said, ripped my heart out. Yeah. I, I'm not going to give my heart right now. No, I'm going to, I'm going to pull this all in. I'm going to, yes. I'm going to withdraw. I'm going to maybe go away. I'm going to, you know, to try to find some space and, and clear my head and, 
So my wife is wounded and acting out of her woundedness. We don't really know what this man is asking because two things could be happening. She could be responding to his behavior, and it could be healthy. Or he could be saying she's she's had this issue all her married life, and she's still doing these things she's done all her life. So we're talking on two levels. But let's stay with the first conversation, that she pulls back. She goes into preservation mode. She says, I had trust, and I put it out there, and I'm taking my trust back. And I had I had loyalty and commitment and faithfulness and energy and caring and love for you. I'm taking it back. Because if you're going to take all that and use it as a springboard to do something with, I create this great relationship, and then you use it as a springboard. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, so to, to, to talk about where we might go from here, you know, last week we talked about these, these other two comments about a wife says she doesn't feel loved and then a wife says she's not worth being loved. And we, we sort of provided a little bit of, of help maybe for the husbands and how to engage that wife in, in that circumstance or in those feelings. How would a husband engage this particular comment of of her woundedness and and her acting out of her woundedness or is that something that she has to kind of go on an individual journey yeah, that's about, true or, that's, yeah I mean, both of them have to have a response to this right because if she runs away too far and too hard she may end up somewhere else right outside this relationship on the other hand if he says well forgive me now i said i was sorry and it's been 24 hours and why don't you <laughs> trust and love again come on come on come on get in the game then he's sort of goofy in the head, you know? Yeah. And so so it, it started with this, we'll build a trusting relationship. But then I think we have to go into, this is not a trusting relationship, so what is it? Mm-hmm. And are you going to get healthy and who are you going to be? Because I can't get back in until I know what path you're on. Are you just sad because you got caught? Or do you understand the depth of how you've been lying and deceiving yourself? You know, are you going to be safe and sane to me? Can I can I camp close to you? Or is this a scam? I, I don't know. Everybody that's caught, most people are sorry and remorseful, and I'll never do it again. And trust me, and let go, and don't hold on to the past, and what's the matter with you? You know, that's easy to say. So, so what I'm hearing you say is, I mean, every single thing you were saying there has a pretty significant time element to it, that this is not something that she... Let's look at her side for a second. This is not something that she can just look at, assess, process, and move on from in a short period of time. This is something that, yes, she does need to look at. She does, and, and, and when I say look at, I'm saying since we're talking about her woundedness, this is something in her that she's going to have to look at. And don't you see a lot of wives, they, they almost focus all of their attention on their husband at this point. Right. Right. Yes, uh-huh. So what we're saying to the wives out there is, um, you know, if you're, if all of your focus has been on your husband and your heart is in pieces, there is a point at which you're going to have to look at the pieces that your heart is in and begin to go through a process of those pieces being put back together. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Kind of almost separate from what happened with the relationship. You have to look at the wound in you and 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 do your own individual work. A wife has to do that. That's right. And then we also would say we have to look at the relationship because Mm -hmm. most of the time we see there's weakness in the relationship too, that this is a great opportunity 
once everything's unraveled to to look at it and and ask her what she could be working on and what he can be working on so that when there's some level of trust and um and he's been working for a while then we ask her to consider reengaging based on the new behaviors yeah and and all of that again there's this big time element piece mm-hmm. to it and and that's that's the hard thing i think for for both parties because okay, let's take the husband for a second. He's maybe maybe working a recovery program. He's seeing great progress in his own personal recovery and growth, and he's six months in, and he's growing very discouraged because his wife may be very stuck hmm. in in her woundedness. And so on the one hand, he's kind of going. Okay, I, maybe I'm getting good counsel on it's. I'm not going to be the factor that transforms her life, but whew, I'm getting a little tired here. You know, it's, it's yeah. It's give hard. me something back here. It's, Encourage you know, me, build me up, praise me, and she's just wounded and can't do anything. But to say, leave me alone. I don't need to talk to you. You talk to God. You messed up. Do it by yourself. Right then, that then he would say, "Gosh, it's just her woundedness, mm-hmm. her woundedness, her woundedness." I'm moving, and she's not. And now, obviously, he can't, he can't, um, he can't then say, "Well, because of that, I'll throw my hands up." Well, and, some guys and do. Right? Some guys they do. Get stupid and go. Well, if you're not going to, then I'm going to go right. get stupid again. Well, what I'm saying is, when I say he can't, I'm not saying he can't literally do that. I'm just saying if he wants to move forward in his own growth. Yes. And if, if there's going to be healing, he can't do, I mean, he can't just say, forget it. It's it's too hard. I don't want to. I'm tired. Now looking from the wife's perspective on Mm -hmm. this, okay, this long journey from the time she had the discovery of the, the details, meaning the, the, the specifics of what was going on. Whatever happened. She's starting from a very different point that he's starting. Because he's known all the details prior to that. So so they're on two different timelines here in terms of their growth and recovery. And that's something important, I think, for a husband to realize is when she's starting her recovery, she's starting from a much deeper, fresher, broken place because... She just learned and... Yeah, the information is still tumbling out, you know. Newer to her, whereas maybe for years he's known what's been going on. Oh, he's had the secret for a very long time. He knows how bad and how It goes all the way back to when he was a kid and all all that kind of stuff. Yeah, And so for her, she may be six months down the road and she feels like she's taken half a step. You know, it's not like she hadn't done anything... But she feels like I've only taken half a step on this journey where maybe he feels like he's taken 25, 30 steps. Mm -hmm. And all I'm trying to point out here is that time element is really crucial. Time itself isn't what's going to create change or healing or anything like that. But time is a very necessary Factor and so, what about this, what are you saying about time? It's going to take time. You, what she, I'm saying, she's on one time frame, and you're on another time frame. Yeah, if you if you look at if, if you think of it as like there's there's two. Let's use railroad tracks as a as an example. There's two railroad tracks with with a rail rail car on there, and if you if you make sort of day one being the day that his discovery was made, if you look at their their railroad tracks next to one another. Day one, he's actually already 10 miles down his track. If he's honest about his issue and, right, you're saying once he opens up and that. And because he's had all the full knowledge of all of the history of his his brokenness. Okay. 
So so he's ten miles. He's out of view yeah. of where she is. He, he, so he can't see her, and he, she can't see him. And so she's just starting from this place. He may be already trucking at about twenty miles an hour. She's barely getting the engine moving. Moving. And so all I'm saying is that's the yeah. Deal. yeah and so when you look at time, I'm saying that you have to be when hey she's acting out she's wounded and acting out of her woundedness. Mm-hmm. Hey man, this is going to be a long journey. And we're and by the way, we're still just on that angle of the woundedness connected directly to his betrayal. Right, that's true. We're not even talking yet about the woundedness that might be from her own history and her own brokenness and that's all true. those other things. And you know, the statement I think everybody acts out of their woundedness. Oh, when in some you way, think yeah. about it, you know, people that are controlling, well, they were scared, and so they control now. You know, mm-hmm. so 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 we're having two dialogues. One being, if you're the one that caused the wound, and the other is. Everybody's wounded at some level and everybody's struggling. So the point is be patient, try to understand, try to create a nurturing environment, try to rest together some, try to play together some and enjoy one another as you go forward and be patient, right? Because it's going to take both of you working to get in sync, which is not going to happen quick. And I think one thing that's important too in this is 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 be careful to um to remember the good, you know, because sometimes you've probably seen this happen. I know I've seen it happen plenty of times where a wife is wounded in this way and she throws a blanket of fraud over the entire history <coughs> oh, of their relationship. It defines it all. It's all a fraud. It's all a, a lie. Yeah. And, and I think you have to be careful of that because that, that, just, that only just adds to the woundedness. Mm-hmm. And I think part of, you know, I'm glad that you said rest, play, you know, some of those kind of things. Because I think part of the healing, now this isn't, this isn't day one of the healing. But I think it, as you progress, part of the healing is, is remembering the laughter. Remembering yes. those special moments of, of intimacy, of, of building the relationship, of mm. the dating, the... You know what you initially fell in love yeah. with, you know, and so, that there's good there. There's right? good. There's there is good. good Celebrate still that there. there's good, yeah. even though there was a breakdown and stupid. There's still good, and and so good is good no matter what. You know that's good. Now I don't know how much time you want to spend on this, but what about what about the other wounds? Uh, I was just thinking, let's just flag all them because that's day to day stuff. Everybody's got to be working on something, right? Go to church. You know, have a minister, join a class, join a group. Everybody's got anger issues, controlling issues, being a pleaser issue, boundary issues, you know, stuffing issues, struggling, thrashing around, pouting. Uh, you know, okay, that's all regular stuff. Yeah. So, and I think everybody has some ideas of what to do. Go find some resources and work on it. So work on individual work as well as uh, relationship work. So I think we're good there. Yeah, and I would just I would just add to that or – is that this is really about personal growth during this time. So if a husband and a wife can see that, okay, our relationship is definitely, there's a fissure in our relationship right now. But if we can take an attitude of personal growth, then then I think we can be moving in a good direction. Mm. So he's going to deal with his junk and his shame and his wounds. But you know what? A wife, too, can can work on her own personal growth during this time. And then come to maybe, you know, work on the relationship. So our last comment, our fourth comment is, my wife is broken and needs direction. 
mean, all of these sort of overlap, right? Yeah, when connect, you say connect, wounded, yeah. and now he says broken, and these are different guys making comments using their own words. So my wife is broken or wounded or struggling and needs direction. So I think the emphasis on this part is needs direction. Mm-hmm. She needs direction, and I'm not sure I'm the guy that can give it to her. She needs direction because she's sort of stuck. Mm-hmm. She's really badly hurt and thrashing around, and we're sort of floundering, and I'm trying and she's trying, but we we got no clear direction here. Yeah, Isn't that sort of what this guy's saying? Yeah, I think in – I almost think of it in terms of uh, a paralysis. Like I think what happens a lot of times to wives, you mentioned it before, they, they go, there's a self-preservation mode. And it's kind of like, you know, the turtle pulling into its shell and going, yes. hey, I'm not coming out of here. You, you've, you know, you try to chop my head off and I'm, I'm not going to stick my neck out again. Now, for a season, I think that's a necessary and even appropriate response. I mean, Stephen, if I if I start taking a machete toward your neck, and you go, well, I think I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> no, you are going to move. You are right. going to get out of the way. And so I think that's a necessary, even a healthy response. Where it becomes a problem is when the the turtle never comes out of its shell again, mm-hmm. ever. That's paralysis. That's emotional mm-hmm. paralysis. And I think in that place, and that's maybe what he's talking about. She's she's broken in the sense that. You know, her spirit has been broken, her will's been broken, her her heart has been broken. Um, and she and him saying she needs direction is saying maybe somebody maybe somebody that she feels safe with can poke their head in the shell and speak some words into her life and, and maybe say, Okay, let me give you a little bit of direction about when you might when it might be safer for you to pull your head out again and, and be able to, to poke your eyes out and to look around in the world around yeah. you and, and all of that. And That's one good. thing I would share with you is, um, you know, we actually have a, a, a lady in our office, Gigi, who does wives coaching. And and coaching is an interesting thing because it's not necessarily, it's not similar to counseling in the sense that maybe counseling is going to try to provide some advice. Mm-hmm. Coaching is more along the lines of saying, let's let's help you in some of the personal growth Right where you're at, and it's a, it's a, in some ways, coaching is a much slower process because you're not necessarily given, well, advice. Hey, go do this. It's more, it's more directed by, by questions and not leading questions, but questions to get a person to start to explore their heart. It's a, it's a softer way to sort of get that turtle to start considering Mm -hmm. coming out of, out of its shell. Um, and so I would encourage wives out there if, if, if maybe you're scared of, of stepping into a counselor's office Hmm. or maybe you're, you're struggling with, you know, maybe wondering if you can receive all that you could get from a book that maybe feel, maybe feels overwhelming. Does she do this on the phone? Yeah. Yeah, she'll talk with ladies on the phone. Oh, that's I mean, good. When a, when a so wife, that's another resource for women, right? Yeah, when a wife calls in, I mean, Gigi will talk to her and help provide some, that again, that direction of just giving her some uh, some help in, in knowing how to maybe get started on that. Okay. And, and I would say that just on a on even a more general scale, in response to this statement of my wife is broken and needs direction, 
for the wives out there that feel stuck or paralyzed, I would encourage you to, at the very least, begin to pray that God would show you some safe ladies in your life. Mm. I believe he's faithful to do that. It may be a friend. It may be somebody that you've known, you knew from your past that God has pop in your head and, and has your paths cross so that just for this season in your life to help you feel safe again, um, to, to maybe give you some, some hope for the possibility of you having the confidence to move forward. Um, and also just be okay with slow. Yes. I think, I think you've probably seen this a lot. Wives tend to get, um, panicky. And a lot of times we panic, we you sort of hyperventilate emotionally, and next thing you know, you feel like you've got to you got to make all these decisions right now. You got to make a decision about the marriage. You got to make a decision about your kids. You got to make all these decisions. And would you agree that that slow is better at this stage of? I mean, if yeah. you're feeling broken and stuck, right. mm-hmm. just go slow. Yes, and I was thinking about this. My wife is broken, and she needs direction. <clears throat> uh you know, it's funny because if you have your own podcast, you can make up your own words. <laughs> so, so, you know, what this guy is saying is we're not moving in the direction of coupleness, mm-hmm. right? We're not moving into marriage oneness. He's probably saying she's broken and she's in self-preservation mode or she's stuck in single-minded mode. Or she's stuck in angry hurting mode, or she can't get to forgiveness mode, or she's stuck in tell me the story, tell me the story, tell me the story, tell me the story mode. But but we're not getting to coupleness and marital oneness. Mm-hmm. And so we need some direction. She needs direction so she's not just broken and practicing singleness, that we make the shift to, to rebuilding. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what he's saying. So I think that's a challenge to wives. Um, we challenge the men to work on growth, but we also challenge the wives also to to not just hunker down in safe places and then stay there and not work on growth. Yeah, because I think what can happen in, in that is um, it's almost as if a wife loses twice. When she does that, or, or if I can put it this way, gets wounded twice when she does that. Because, okay, there's the one loss or wound when she discovers all of her husband's mm-hmm. brokenness. Mm-hmm. But then if she remains in a place of, again, kind of using the turtle example of everything pulled in and and totally closed off, um, it's almost as if her heart will wither in that condition. Mm-hmm. So, so. She will come at a, she will meet a crossroads at some point where she has to make a decision of whether or not she will choose to breathe again, begin to hope again, begin to work on her broken heart and and then and that is going to take direction i i I do not believe, and this is something that you know it maybe this will offend some wives out there but but please hear me with the heart this is coming from a heart of grace and and love that a wife in this situation cannot know the direction she needs to go. She's she's, she's buried, broken. She's yeah. wounded. She's, I mean, and again, just yeah. using the silly illustration of a turtle, man, if he's got his head in a shell, he can't see to the left or the right. He doesn't. Mm. It, it, the interesting thing about a turtle is all he can do when he pulls in 
is hope that nobody steps on him. <laughs> he can't see yeah. where the danger might be coming from. This is why I think there's actually some great wisdom behind this statement of she needs direction. It's not, I don't believe it's an optional thing. There is going to come a point where you're going to have to reach out and invite some safe women into your life. Maybe some pastors, maybe some, you know, maybe a counselor, maybe a coach, somebody that you will invite into your, into your space to say, I'm, I understand that in my condition right here, I don't know which direction to go. I need help. And I think that's really important. So wives, don't, don't assume that out of your wounded heart, you're going to be able to know the best path mm. for you to take. It's the same way, really, for your husband. Hey, it's really obvious for you to look at your husband and his brokenness and go, he doesn't have a clue what he's doing, right? He needs some help. Mm. Well, you need to maybe embrace some humility enough to be able to look in, in your own life and say, in my wounded condition, wow, I, I don't know which direction to go. That's and, good. And I so I help. would say, I would like to remind everyone, this program is for educational purposes. And if you need professional counseling, mm. please seek that. This yes. is not specific to you. This right. is educational and not for personal direction. Well, and that's it for our time today. We're glad that you've been with us, and we hope to see you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. dot